0: Welcome back, everyone, to another plate stack chat. As always, I'm Jason, joined by Sam LaRoche. Tom is still not with us, but once again, replacing him. I feel bad saying replacing him, but replacing him, we have upgraded to Royce Dunn. Royce, welcome back.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me back again.
0: I feel really bad now. Um, Royce, you're probably going to have to go on Chalking Fitness to to make up all of the terrible things I've said about Tom now. Uh, so <laughs> when when he invites you on, you know, Maybe say yes. Uh, so Royce, uh, last week, uh, you were on we were talking about the international nature of, of CrossFit. Um, we could hear your kids in the background quite a bit. You had taken them to the, the pool just before recording with us. So uh, very commendable. And we thought that would lead nicely into our discussion today about trying to kind of inspire and support kids uh, with regards to being active and fit. Um, obviously. We all do crossfit. We love that. Uh and I guess again, like we have that thing where we surround ourselves probably with people that do crossfit and are into fitness. But it doesn't take much to kind of look out and see there's quite a lot of people now that would be much happier just sitting in front of the TV, just playing video games, whatever it may be. And um I, I know with my son, like if I encourage him to be active, he loves being active. But he loves as well just sitting down with the iPad or the switch or playstation whatever it may be so it, you kind of have to be like almost on guard to make sure that they don't spend 12 hours just on a screen um i don't know what your experience is you've got the free kids at home do you find it easy to to get them to be active or are they maybe too active
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, i mean yes they're they're very high energy kids but um Just at that age too, like I got a four-year-old, a a two-year-old, and a a newborn. So the newborn's pretty, pretty easy. Um, just she just sits there. But yeah, the other two boys are pretty crazy, crazy toddlers. But um, the kind of the biggest trick, I guess, if you want to call it that, is um, just making the making the exercise or the active life, as as you say, kind of just second nature. So like we'll just if we're looking for something to do, we get kids are getting bored or they're watching a bit too much TV or they kind of don't want to do anything else. We'll just suggest something that we know they love, like let's go to the park and they love to go to the park, but we'll pick one that's near our house and we'll just walk there. And then walking becomes, you know, a couple of running races at some point. They want to get on the bikes, they want to do, and it just snowballs. And it's, it's almost it's exactly the same thing for adults with the gym, right? Like it's when you when you get into the gym it's the hardest part. When you start moving, you feel good. You're more willing to, to move more. And so, um, you know, people often ask like, you know, how do you get motivated to train? but I, kind of my answer is like the training itself is is motivating like getting in the gym is is it's hard to find motivation for that but if you can just start you will be then motivating yourself with with what you're doing and kids are the same like the amount of times and i actually stole this from a tv show that's here in australia called bluey and it's a it's this a little cartoon about these dogs and um they're like and they're just their parenting adventures and um jack my eldest my four-year-old he always wants me to pick him up and carry him when we're walking somewhere because his quote legs are tired and um and i like just trick him and be like okay well hey let's race to that tree first one there wins and all of a sudden he just takes off tearing like his legs aren't tired are they and um when you know and they said that said this much in the show when you're having fun you're just not tired right and i feel like it's that's a very deep um, and, and very true of the human body, like when we're moving, when we're happy, when we're getting after it, you don't, you don't feel tired. It's only when you stop and think about, you know, how, how little you want to do something that it starts to become a big task. So with the, with the kids, it's very much just trying to make the play time as active as possible. But and here's the kicker. And this is kind of like the, the terrible and beautiful lesson. It's, it's easy to get the kids to play active when you are fit and can be active with them it's very hard to get them to be active when you're unfit and immobile and not wanting to be active. So that's the, that's the double-edged sword, right? And this is the beauty of CrossFit is, is it's not about, it's not really about making athletes, right? It's about getting parents just fit enough. They can play in the backyard with their kids and not have dodgy knees when they're, when they're in their forties or fifties. So, um, you know, I, I hope people don't miss that magic of like just being CrossFit supposed to be an hour of the best hour every day. Sure an hour of your day to make you fit and healthy enough to go do other cool stuff that really matters. Um, And that's the secret, right? Like I'm very fortunate that I can run around the yard with my with my kids and I don't have to worry about my back or my knees or getting out of breath or whatever. But if you're not a fit person, you're gonna find that hard to do. And so you're more likely to just give your kid the switch or something, you know, the Nintendo or whatever to get to peace and quiet. And that's the unfortunate spiral, that's the, that's the behavior patterns that repeat. Um, so the best way to get your kids active, the way, the way to break that cycle is for you to get active. The amount of times my kids wanna come into the shed and just kind of copy what I'm doing in there and start doing like pretend burpees or they try they, they climb on the runner, they can run on the runner by themselves, which is pretty crazy when they're only two, but they just wanna copy what you're doing. So without even having to try, you're getting them into a more active lifestyle just by doing it yourself.
0: Yeah, so there are a couple of things I've got to I've got to pick out on this. First of all, Bluey is on Disney Plus. Everybody in the UK, if yeah, you want to watch is. that, it's yeah, great, it is. vastly superior US. to Peppa Disney Plus in the US too. So uh, enjoy that. I'm so happy to hear the my legs are tired is international and not just mm-hmm. oh, yeah. localized yep. to my house because yep. we get exactly the same thing <laughs> where it's like w- walking to the shops, my legs are tired running around the park for six hours your legs are fine so i don't get that so yeah. i do the same thing of that that run but that's really interesting what you're saying about like for us at doing crossfit and having that ability because i i know when when we started doing crossfit um for my wife the moment that it like clicked that she had that, that like things had changed wasn't that she looked any different like she kind of felt like she still looked the same she hadn't necessarily lost weight or or you know gained muscle mass or anything like that but, you know, we we live in Bath, so it's quite difficult to park in the centre. So we were in the centre of Bath, but we'd park our car kind of just outside. And we needed to get back to the car and our son wanted to run. He's like, I want to run to the car. So she ran with him all the way back to the car. And when when you know, we got to the car and she just said, I never would have been able to do that. Like before doing CrossFit, I'd have been out of breath running there. And that was when she realised like, oh, this is working, even if you know i'm not seeing this super transformation yet but definitely something has changed uh, and that is you know i think that is true like you want you we, we always talk don't we about like oh we want to be able to pick up our kids and do things even when we're older but like kids have so much energy it's it's yeah they have what can only be quantified as an annoying amount of energy right mm-hmm. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> but yeah um Harvey started doing CrossFit kids like you know get there open the door he just runs in he's immediately on the rings hanging on the rings doing like sort of spins on the rings I'm just like oh stop it <laughs> it's not fair
1: yeah that's a, that's that's an awesome story about your wife that's like almost brings a tear to my eye that kind of thing that's so that's so beautiful and people like people just don't I, I feel like don't get that enough like they don't understand that enough like people coming to crossfit and they're like when can i get my first muscle up? it's like who cares about that stuff Mm. you only only care about that because you see it on tv i've I've never had in my entire like in nine years of doing this and like and whatever seven years of coaching it i've never had someone ask me to teach them how to do an iron cross because (laughs) they don't do it the crossfit games they don't see it on tv it's it's that's the real pinnacle of gymnastics but you don't see it on TV. No one's ever asked me how to do a giant on 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 parallel bars. Mm. They just don't they don't see it on TV, so they don't care about it. They see the muscle up on TV. so That's all they care about. Oh, I'm gonna get my muscle ups. Who cares? It's about the real the real Mexican CrossFit is just the 400 meter runs and the and, and kettlebell swings, burpees, and box jumps. Like the stuff that's so basic but keeps your body moving, puts impact through your joints, and gets you gets your bones strong. And then you can run to the car with your kid, and that's like. Beautiful. That's like, that's the, that's life. That's where, that's the life people are missing out on. You don't know it when you're like too overweight or too unhealthy or too low in energy to get out of the the chair most days. You don't, you don't really understand what you're missing. You're just like, oh, I'd rather be on the couch and go work out because you don't know what it feels like to be active and what you can do with, with your loved ones and people around you and, and what life feels like when you're not working hard. Like how, how ordinary chores aren't that hard if you're fit and um if people just don't know what they don't know which is the sad thing and, uh, and that's what that's what i mean by like moving is the motivation if you get going it feels incredible to do like you know the, the joke of like it's, it's a meme of like when you know how many people have like canceled the first date because they wanted to go hiking oh somebody wants to go hiking what a terrible like you know how could you date somebody who wants to go hiking but like that's the funny thing is like have you ever been on a hike like have you ever hiked when you weren't out of breath and how incredible it is and you know, the, the, view you get, the view at the top of the mountain, all that kind of stuff. Like it's, you just really don't know what you're missing out on when you, when you choose the couch because that seems the most desirable um, you know, option in that scenario because it's the least energy scenario, but you're missing out on, on quote real life. And, um, you know, a funny turning point for my wife was because uh, she's dabbled in out of CrossFit, she did it for a couple of years and after a couple of pregnancies, you just obviously get really demotivated to train. And um she hadn't really got back into it after our last kid. And there's this like when we grew up the beach to um, her parents' place, there's this like enormous hill from the beach up to like where her parents live on the headland. And she had the two boys and the baby in the in this little cart we have, like this cool little you can like um stick them in there and then just wheel them around. And she had to like tow them up this this hill and it was like brutal. And she was like, She's like, I had to stop, I was out of breath, my legs were trembling. And she was like, That's it, I'm getting back into training, I'm gonna work out again because I want to be able to like look up a hill with my kids, which arguably is a hard thing that like most normal people probably couldn't get up this hill with this car. And that's what I'm saying. Like if you do even a little bit of training, if you're even a little bit fit, you're better than like 90% of the population, which is, which is both incredible and sad, but you know, you just put a little bit of effort and all of a sudden just normal life becomes so much easier. And it's, that's, the, that's the magic. That's the money.
0: So I, I know, um, and as listeners of the podcast will know, we went through, I went through like about a month of lockdown recently because first my, my son had COVID, then my daughter, then my wife, then me. Uh, and so over that period of time, like we stayed home obviously with the kids and then we stayed home because we weren't allowed to go out. <laughs> so, um, and I found it really hard, like really like my, my joints hurt. My, my knee was giving me trouble. My shoulders, got just, I'm just not used to not, because my, you know, my my job is very physical anyway, and then I'm, you know, doing CrossFit every day more or less. Just having to sort of stay home, and not being able to go out for a run, even it was like, you you just, it, it feels really weird, and it was so hard for the kids as well. Because like my daughter was just constantly wanting to so so my daughter's two and a half, but since she could walk, so she annoyingly took her first steps more or less week one of the very first lockdown in the uk
2: oh is this this, this dude yeah is that jack that's that's harry oh it's harry two and a half yards yeah buddy
0: yeah so so people that are (laughs) listening can't see this but um royce is just having his his hair and makeup done by his son just to make sure that he's looking fresh for the podcast.
2: (laughs) maybe we'll shut that on the patreon (laughs) but that's a bad
1: it's a bad um is that like a indictment on my uh, on my self image right now? My tear will come to my rescue is take him on the green guard and all that thing. It's like,
0: sorry, sorry, dad, I can't let this go.
2: Like,
1: you've just got to. <laughs>
2: yeah. The millions of people that listen yeah. to Plate Stack Chat cannot not see you like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want this appearing on
0: YouTube when I'm 20 and then all my friends are making fun of me. <laughs> but um, yeah, so she, she started walking during lockdown. Um, which meant like she learned to walk when we were trapped at home kind of thing Uh, but then she got she's got into like this habit that if anyone ever came to our house and like knocked on the door if that front door opened that meant she could go outside so like someone would come drop something off and be like oh I've just got to drop off you know a loaf of bread for you here you are and then she's like, well, now we've got to put our shoes on and go for a walk, because the door has opened, that portal to the outside world has opened. We must go. Um, so she's, yeah. like, super active all the time. Not being able to take her outside was really, really tough. Like, just, she's like, let's go. I'm like, daddy can't go outside. I'm not allowed. Yeah. And she's fine. We're all, we are all kind of felt okay. But it was just, um, it's just really, really tough. But, you know, it, it is well, great. It to- is
1: the kind of... Um... Here's, here's the secret. There is that, like you know, as people who work out often, you, you, know, you say that like, oh, it's really hard. Your body's aching. I'm just not used to to not moving. But but the the human body is not used to not moving. Like every, that is true of everyone, whether they're a gym junkie or not. And the problem is the people who don't who don't train, they have just literally over a lifetime of, of being sedentary, have gotten used to. The, the stuff that shocks us after a week of not moving on oh, a shot dodgy shoulder my knee was aching and uh oh, back they've just learned to live with that. People think that's what normal feels like. They have no idea what what health feels like. And the and the the irony of the sick joke of it all is that people stay away from from the gym and in particular crossfit is just that's that's what we know they stay away from crossfit for example because they might know a co-worker who who clean had a bad cleaning jerk and their wrists got a bit funky ah, i kind of busted my wrist a little bit ah, it'll be all right or oh my elbow is a bit dodge or you know the, the shoulder my shoulder's a bit straight it's a muscle ups today and the shoulder's going bit funky oh, i'll just take it take a couple of days off but it's like when's the last walk into any office in any business in the world this is international ask anyone sitting at a desk who sits all down all day hey how good do you feel and do a burpee for me right now lay down and get up again and tell me nothing hurts like they'll tell you everything hurts like we 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 crucify crossfit for giving someone like a, a sprained wrist once in once a year and um thanks Harry. and uh, in the real world there you go Doing my pub. australia Post. um very close um in the in the real world people are people just bending over would, would break someone. So like it's because they don't do anything because they don't move. The body is just mm. in pain, like crying out for it. Once the therapy ironically is to move more, but then you don't want to move because you're in pain. And so once he has another vicious cycle, you know, that's just how things work, right? That's just how habit works. Like things move, it's exponential growth and it works for you or against you. But the fact is that it, it's, you just got to choose your pain, that they very minor pain of maybe, being a little injured, I don't. I don't even want to use that word, and it implies too much seriousness. But a little niggle from from training, when you're otherwise healthy, mentally healthy, from, from socializing and moving your body and being active, versus the, the the absolute destruction you're doing to your body by not moving it, and like like a car that you park in your front lawn for three years, you, you won't expect the engine to turn over. And what do you What do you think your body's doing when it just sits there and does nothing? Like the joints are rotting. You know you, your body's dying around you, like you, you got to move it right. Like, just it's meant to move and it, it doesn't know what to do, and you don't move. And what well, we say, ex- I mean, what we experience in a week of not training because we're used to training, and we think it's so devastating. That's people's normal days, but they've just been there so long, they don't know they're in pain. They just think this is what normal feels like, and that's the tragedy. Like, if people could just get through that first uncomfortable week of training when it's not a habit, when it does hurt, when it's uncomfortable you just don't know yourself on the other side like you would you would it's it's harder it's it's harder than you think it'll be but it's more worth it
2: than you could ever imagine it would be mm. yeah you know i fully agree with that i often i don't try i'm one of these people that doesn't train as much as they want to um which is uh, that sounds that's that sounds like a stupid thing to say. We'll just go train more, but you know, life <laughs> life does get in the way. Like when you like like yourself. I mean, your your wife. I, I suppose we should probably thank your wife right now for allowing you to be on a podcast. Exactly allowing you to be on. A, I'm sure she's going to love you putting the camera on her. Um, <laughs> allowing you to be on the podcast at what? What is it? it must be like to basically dinner time, feeding time at the zoo yeah. in your household, right? So <laughs> literally- you, you, you you helping. You being on here and not helping out with dinner is obviously um, a bit, being yeah, lenient for you. Um, <laughs> but, but, I, but I have that same thing. So our gym, our gym have a, a 6 a.m., a 7 a.m., um, and then like a couple of sessions throughout the day, and then a 6 p.m., a 7 p.m., and an 8 p.m. And that I, I find that a real struggle because at 6 a.m., our kids are just getting up. So for me to be out between 6 and 7 is tough. For, and then seven till eight is like school drop-off so for me to be out between school drop-off is really tough and then six till seven is bedtime in the p.m so that's really tough seven till eight is kind of the carryover of, of bedtime for one or one or the other of the children and then 8 p.m like who wants to train at 8 p.m <laughs> i want to go to sleep at that point um i, yeah. I know you train at 8 p.m well, you I know, know you i train, train at 8 p.m, PM so i take that but uh, that, so that's that's you know those we we those kind of things you have to make allowances for that kind of stuff but I I just want to bring back as well um to the the kids training and the well and the adults training about the the social element of it because my daughter frequently she she does ballet on a Saturday morning and she's frequently like I absolutely don't want to go to ballet today I'm like yes a lot, you know, and, and fair enough, she might not want to go, but actually, I say to her, oh, you know, your friend Esme is going to be there, and your friend Lottie's going to be there, and your friend, you know, and then she's like, oh yeah, that'll be so fun, and actually, like it goes back to you, you're a real sucker for this, aren't you, Jay's. If you know the guys are at the gym, then you you're going to turn up. Like if you know Rob, if Rob's going to oh, be I wouldn't there, say, I'm, you know.
0: I wouldn't say I'm gonna turn up if I know they're going to be there. I would say the only reason I go is because I know they're mm. there and if I don't go they're gonna yeah. call me
2: out so yeah, <laughs> in the group chat. yeah I'm not sure how my four-year-old's getting roasted in a group chat but but imagine <laughs> imagine the struggle is still real but go back to like kids moving as well there, there are kind of there are only really three things that I would definitely want my child to be able to do one of them is swim so we sent us a swimming lessons the other one is run and the other one is ride a bike so if she can do those things I, I'm i'm pretty certain she's like she's fairly set for i mean if she gets some muscle up or you know gets to the games like great she can get me a ticket or whatever but you know or, or if whatever she wants to do but actually like swimming running and, and riding a bike are, like the standard things that i'd love her to be able to do i'm doing a, I'm doing a podcast okay? I'll, I'll put you soon, okay <laughs>
0: And be able to and podcast. Be, yeah. That's another fundamental yeah. skill for
2: yeah. these
1: children to, yeah. to get.
2: They're welcome. Um, if yeah, if you if you want to give him a headphone, uh, so we can ask him some questions yeah. if you want. <laughs>
1: nah, he's, a bit, he's a bit of a shy kid.
0: Uh, oh. I, I think um, you know, like kids, we always say like you know, there's a classic do as I say, not as I do, kind of saying, right? But um, you know, and kids are so good at picking up on like, well, you don't mm-hmm. do that, you know, it's like eat your vegetables, but you're not eating your vegetables. You're like, oh no, you got me. Uh and I, and I, what I think you know, that example you set. So like, you know, I, I train at 8 p.m. Uh, that was a shift I made when, when Rochelle was pregnant the second time. And, you know, when we had a, a newborn again, because it was like, right, I can do all the dad stuff in the day by eight o'clock kids are in bed. So that's the time I can go and train. And I don't feel like I'm, you know, doing anything bad, but they know, like I, I would quite often put them to bed. They'd see me dressed, ready to go out. And it was like, Oh, you're going to, the, you know, you're going to go do CrossFit. Uh, and then, obviously CrossFit Bath moved it is now a five minute walk from my front door uh, so we you know we, and Harvey goes and does CrossFit kids uh, Emily basically Ro- Rochelle will go and train like half nine and then I will come in on days when I'm not working I'll train at half ten so I'll take her up with me and we'll kind of do the the exchange mm-hmm. so she finishes the class I give her uh, Emily and then I go and do the class so she knows she'll be like going, are we going to get mummy from CrossFit like that's the question um, and then, and now on Sunday, Harvey does CrossFit kids and we, and there's a park just next to the box as well. So we'll go and spend, you know, 45 minutes in the park and then we'll go back and get him. And it's like, where, where's Harvey? He's at CrossFit. So she knows like that's become a part of kind of what we do as a family. So it's, everyone is very aware of it. And I think that's really good because I, I, I do think then you're setting the example, you're not just telling them, you know, it's like, if you're saying Look, you can't just sit in front of the TV all day, you need to be active. But you're sitting in front of the TV all day. Yeah. It's so hypocritical that, you know, it's, it's they might go and be active because you've told them, but they're not going to develop like a love an for appreciation for it that's, or a love right. for it. Yeah. Kind of. It shouldn't be, way.
1: it shouldn't be a chore. You know, it, it, it shouldn't be. And that's, and that's the problem is that like it's, I mean, kid, kids, kids kind of like the, the do over, right? Like you can, when you have kids, it's your chance to like, change any, you know, for them do anything that you wish had been done for you right and a lot of adults obviously we, you know some of us are these adults and most of us know one where exercise is the chore like it's it's so hard to get off the couch and go out and do it because you just, you just don't enjoy it you don't want it but you kind of want the results you know you have to do it and it's just this you're know, kind of in a hard place but that that's only because you were probably like you know through environmental factors thought have been grown up to think that exercise is this chore. It wasn't part of your being. Like it wasn't, you know, you always look at people like, oh, I wish I just could be motivated like you and just go all the time. But that person didn't start that way. Like they probably grew up in a, in a family of sporting uh, sort of athletes or um, were just active, you know, it's the, whole, it's the old farm boy or farm girl strong, like you drops doing, doing physical chores. It's become normal. And so you have that chance to do it for the kids, with your kids. It's like, okay, well, I, I hate that I have to like talk myself into, into the, going to the gym every, every night what if I make it not an unfun thing for my kids, you know, 10, 10 years, mm. 20 years from now, they'll just be able to go to the gym whenever they want and not have to talk themselves into it because for them, they've grown up thinking that exercise is, is something fun you do, not, not this chore you have to do. So, you know, you really can flip the narrative on that. And even if you're an adult already, there's no reason that that can't become your new normal after a bit of, you know, a bit of habit building. You can definitely turn it into, and I think most CrossFitters kind of get that inherently. Like you say, like, of course you some nuts. You'd just rather go to bed. Like, you know, you know, the, you know the fellows are there. You know, your, your friends are there. You want to go hang out with them. You, you saw the water online. Oh, it's really fun. I can probably crush that one. Or if, it, if it's something you suck at, you're like, oh, it'd be good to kind of work on that. And and you just, you kind of do feel the pull to go to the gym, right? Mm. Like even as you said, Sam, like, you know, life is in the way, but the, the phrasing you used of like, I, want to, I don't go to the gym as much as I want to, well, the fact that you want to go to the gym more is a win by itself because most people are looking for an excuse to get out of the gym. So it's CrossFit kind of has that built in—that beautiful community, that that um, environment that uh, promotes that that growth that growth mindset of like I do want to go and be better and, and get better. And it's it's beautiful to have kids in that environment. Mm. But as I said earlier, it's like the best thing you can do for your kids' fitness is yourself get fit so you can do that stuff with them, but also like model that for them like it just becomes just becomes normal they, they they see you going to go pick up your wife from crossfit they see mom come out of the crossfit and she's laughing having fun. like that in their mind this is the thing that their parents are doing for fun they didn't, they didn't even have to know that it took you like three hours last night lying in bed talking yourself into going to this workout because you hate have wonders or whatever mm. like they just think that it's something that mommy and daddy loves to do like they want to do this well i want to do that too because it must be something worth doing if mommy and daddy spend so much time and energy and, and like you know effort around this thing i want it too and and so it becomes like it becomes a goal rather than just a means to an end it is a means to an end sure but it can also be as we have said several times the best hour every day that's that's the kind of a crossfit ethos it should be the best hour every day and then what it allows you to do outside the gym is is like the real money the real
0: magic Mm. Uh, and i think um if anyone hasn't like seen the crossfit kids classes particularly the younger i mean the teens classes are more on par with like the class we they're would savages do, mate the teens the,
2: aren't they They do crazy but, stuff
0: yeah okay i was gonna say more on par they're probably more extreme yeah. than what we would do <laughs> but um but like the the young kids it is you know it's funny because like i uh on sunday they did it last week and um you know on the one hand they're like playing games they're just yeah. kind of functional <clears throat> movements with games yeah but then at the same time they learn a skill and he they did um, dumbbell snatches mm-hmm. so like, i am i harvey's eight i couldn't do a dumbbell snatch when i was eight mm-hmm. i don't even know what that was but you know so they're they're doing it but it not just like a scaled crossfit class it is much more engaging much more fun and yep. definitely if people haven't looked into it check it out it's really good another thing i think with kids is like so I, I know, like when we went into lockdown, for example, a lot of people were worried about losing um, chin ups and pull ups and things like that because they were like they'd worked really hard to get their first pull up. And I've spoken to a few people where that's been like their goal and was like, oh, you know, I really want to get a pull up. And they've and if anyone ever asks me like, you know, how how did you do it? Like how did you you know how did you get your first kind of pull up? Like, I do not know a time in my life when I couldn't do a pull up. And I, and that just goes for, well, one, because I'm small, <laughs>
2: so it's not. Our oh, to weight high, ratio but, is winning for you, sir. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, you know, as, as a kid, like monkey bars, right, used to love doing that. You used to pull yourself up all the time. And then I've just been able to kind of maintain that one thing where, you know, if I saw a bar, I was, I was always kind of like, oh, I wonder if I can do a pull-up. Oh, yeah, I can. And it's just never gone away. And, you know, kids are incredible in the park. Like the climbing that they can do, the strength that they have, they, they're so light anyway. And it's such a shame if they then lose that, you know, we know now as adults, it's like, oh, you know, the things I used to be able to do, like mobility, (laughs) it's like, you watch kids just sit in the bottom of a squat and you're like, well, that's effortless. (laughs) And you just think, oh, can you imagine if I, if I'd actually just kept up being active, doing all of these things throughout now, it would be so much easier And I suppose with the CrossFit mentality, it's not just like, and I'd be an incredible athlete. It's like life would be Mm -hmm. so much easier when I'm squatting down to get something out of that bottom cupboard or like it's right at the back of the bottom cupboard. I can't find it. So I'm sitting in the bottom of the squat kind of rummaging around. Wouldn't that be nice to be a super comfortable position that I can just sit in and hold without any, any issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think you're kind of looking at the long game at the same time of being like, I want my kids to be active because that's great, but also their quality of life will be so much yes. better yeah. even in the future.
1: There's a great, um, like an old, one of the old CrossFit like um, slogans or like sayings, or whatever was like, it makes you harder to kill. CrossFit makes <laughs> you harder to kill. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's, you know, it's cool. Like the, the immediate um, idea that's kind of conjured from that, cause, because CrossFit did start as like a training for like first responders and like policemen, policemen, is you think, you know, like, yeah, like you're a, you're a stronger, just, you know, less vulnerable person but ironically the, the the real magic is that just ma- it makes your body less frail you know in, in australia which is obviously a, a first world country like you know we have we have socialized medicine like great you know great facilities in australia this by, by the stats by the numbers a broken hip means you have 6 months to live that's that's the average in the country mm. because a broken hip almost almost exclusively happens to populations of 60 plus it puts people who are already pretty fat, frail and, and limited mobility in a wheelchair where they have almost zero mobility, blood clots, shock to the system, infections. It's unlikely they're going to live. Like, it's just it's just a fact. And like, I remember talking to the doctor at the gym about that. And she said, yeah, it's, it's like the best sentence, even in a first world country, because no 20 year old breaks the hip, right? Like, so, that, so there's, for every one kid falls off a skateboard and lands wrong and breaks his hip. Most of the times, something else breaks first. But as I say, some kid breaks his hip, and, and he obviously makes a full recovery. There's there's another forty or fifty you know, poor old ladies or, or, or granddads who trip on the stairs and break their hip, and they, they don't die from the shock of that major injury. Instantly, they they're in a in a wheelchair, and you know, obviously complications happen, and it's six months basically. But the fact of the matter is, as, as I said earlier how many young people break their hip it's almost zero because even if a if you fell over your body wouldn't just shatter like last like you, you generally have good bone density and muscle mass when you young but B, most trips you, you kind of can't save yourself like you watch people trip over a box in the crossfit gym full-on stack it and they barely get an injury right like they just the body's agile it's coordinated it's strong it can save itself you just don't get that in in, a, in this aging population of people who are you know the fact is, age really is a number. Like, I know it's a cliche, but we have a, we have a 66-year-old man now, Jim. He's a, he's a two-times crossfit games athlete. He can handstand walk. He can muscle up. He's, he does box jumps. He stacked on a box a few times, poor guy, but like literally had no injuries from it. He, you, you would not believe this guy is in his 60s because he looks like he's in his 40s. But when you see a typical 60-year-old, you see someone who doesn't train, who doesn't essentially work on the reverse aging process versus does. And and they are frail, and they are the kind of person you would be, be scared if they trip on the sidewalk, they're going down, and it's lights out. Whereas you know, as like I said, the, the guy, at the Jim Lou, he's tripped over a 30-inch box before and been fine. Like I wouldn't, if I was his grandkid, I wouldn't be worried about granddad kicking the bucket between his gardening. So that's that's the difference. Right? It does make you harder to kill. Your body is just resilient, like it's just, and and not just resilient, but you keep the coordination, the agility, the quick reflexes. He can the dude can split jerk you know 70 80 kilos if he trips over that, that lead legs he's going to throw that lead leg out in front of him he's going to catch his body weight he's going to, he's going to just like a normal like any young person quote-unquote young person would be but you know you go and put, give your grandma a shove i'm confident grandma's going to catch herself like no she's not now <laughs> but that's only because especially that generation they've grown up in a lifetime that was like you don't go to the gym like that generation was you know gyms was a, was a vanity was a luxury you know mm-hmm. post, post-war but the fact is that's the real magic behind behind exercise it's not body beautiful once you're in a mirror it's it's making your body harder to control and and there's no reason why a six-year-old can't be doing the same things a 30-year-old boy if he just never stops exercising and just keeps his body active That's, that's, that's the reality. And that's the goal. That's the dream. You know, that's what we're all playing for. We just don't know it till we get there. Right? Like, of course, the 20 year old is just thinking about getting abs and and doing a muscle up. But they don't realize that when they get to 60, and they're still having that kind of quality of life. Like, wow, it's a gift. You didn't realize you, you needed to give yourself. Until, you, until
0: you're until there I think it's when, when They get to 60 And they're like And I still didn't get abs <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, just, I need to I need percent. to
2: caveat That last little bit From Royce The screaming in the background Was not Royce Just shoving his nan over um, I'm assuming That was one of his kids <laughs> um, And and yeah. I, I would also say If you are thinking Of going to shove Your nan over Do make sure She does CrossFit first Because um, if she can 100%. burpee Then yeah She's going to be able To get back up again
0: And if you video it And tag us We'll definitely repost absolutely,
2: it Absolutely Absolutely <laughs> But please don't shove your hashtag. Royce told me (laughs) to do it. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, that's quality. But yeah, Royce, honestly, mate, like I think this is uh, inspirational stuff from you today because I, I I actually have been sitting here thinking, you know what, I need to do better in my fitness life because and and. it's weird when you, like, we never met before before we started doing this podcast, but actually you just meet someone and you know, do you know what? This person is actually, they're saying more or less just the same things as the coach in my gym, but somehow it carries some more weight because we just met and it, yeah. you know, that every every coach in every CrossFit gym will say almost exactly the same thing as you've just said to us. Um, So yeah, show anyone listening, show a little love to your, your CrossFit coach um, next time you see him, because they have almost certainly said the same thing as Royce just said to you, but Royce has a gazillion followers on Instagram, has been to the games numerous times. So you are definitely going to listen to him way more than your average coach, aren't you? Yes. I really like the idea
0: of you start doing stuff and your coach will be like, I'm glad you're finally doing this. And you're saying, well, you know, Royce <laughs> tell you it. yeah. like, so I've been telling you to do this for weeks.
1: N- no, no. Royce told me to do it. Here's the, is the, if you want to get philosophical about this, here's the kicker. It's just like, we're, just like we were saying last week about the, um, the hard work paying off. And like, you'll never really, it's impossible to say who works the hardest. Like that you you can't, the result is not actually indicative of who, who really works the hardest. It's also the same thing, but, there are just certain immutable facts, right? Like, like for example, you will be objectively healthier if you if you train safely. If you train than if you don't, you'll be objectively healthier if you eat healthy than if you don't. That doesn't mean it's easy, and it's not the same ease for everyone, right? But, you know, often the problem with CrossFit is. You, you're you might be a middle-aged you know 40 something year old parent with a couple of kids and a, and a you know pretty demanding job with no time and responsibilities and like a mortgage to pay and there's this like 21 year old kid who's your crossfit coach who passed their course a year ago <laughs> he's telling you you know all, all these things that are true yeah but you're thinking like kid you got you know four days four hours a day to train you don't have any kids you don't have a mortgage like you know it just doesn't, just, it can't kind of doesn't apply to me. Like, I do understand. I don't have the time you have. Like, you're just a kid. You don't get it yet. But the fact is, and yes, the kid doesn't get it. You know, that, that 20-year-old cosmetic coach doesn't understand what it's like to be to be 40-something with a family, but it doesn't make what they're saying less true. Mm. And now, obviously, it's easier for the 21-year-old to do that stuff. Hey, that's why, in general, 21-year-olds muck around more, have more fun and, and are fitter and have abs. And those of us in our 40s, well, I'm, I'm only 30, but... You know, it's like for example, even just the middle age, like the whole dad bod thing, like you don't just turn 40 and get fat. Most people don't have abs if you want to use that metaphor. Oh, okay, I'm really things. glad
2: to know that. I'm really glad to know that. Because uh, yeah, you yeah. can relax now, yeah. man. I mean it's I've, not, I've got a, a way to it. go, yet. Yeah. Let's, um, yeah, let's not get yeah, let's not get it twisted.
1: Yeah. Like I've got a few years to go yet, don't worry. Yeah, I'm about to say you I've doubt you guys at 40. It's not a not an age-based thing, it's a lifestyle market mm. thing, right? Like <sighs> typically 30 30-year-old you're starting to do things. Yeah, this is obviously different country to country, culture to culture, but yeah, in the 30s and when you're starting to settle down, you're probably having kids, you're probably um, furthering your career to the point where work demands more of your time. Like that's why, you know, quote unquote, you get middle-aged and unhealthy, if you want to use that term. It's because of lifestyle. Like it doesn't, matter, it doesn't mean you automatically less fit. Like, you see some of the masters of the game. Like, they're proving that like a 40-year-old can look like a 20-year-old. But the reason 20-year-olds look like 20-year-olds in general, in gyms, and 40-year-olds are like 40-year-olds in general is because of the lifestyle, right? Like it, it is harder when you have more going on outside the gym. It doesn't make it less true though. Like you can't, you know, life doesn't care about the excuse. Like you might be able to get, you know, get your coach off your back by explaining to them you can't make the class because I got kids and a job and whatever. And the coach will be like, yeah, fair enough. And get off your back. But it doesn't change biology. The scales,
2: the scales are not going to yeah, lie to you, are they? <laughs> exactly. like
1: you're, you're still eating more calories than yeah. you're burning. You're still not moving your joints. So all of a sudden you're tightening up and it does get hard to bend over. And all of a sudden you're quote unquote middle age, all that implies in your head, you know, bad backs and slept wrong and all, all kinds of stuff. That's just because of, of what's happening, what you're doing in the life now at 40 versus 20. And so, yeah, it's, obviously it's not easy. Like it's not, you can't just wave your wand and, and have 26 hours in the day. But the fact is that's, that is the, that's the balance. That's the equation. So yes, you know, people, like I said, all the CrossFit coaches are saying the same things and everyone's thinking the same thing, which is like easy for you to say, kid, you live at the gym and this is all you do for a living. And if I had all day to train, I would, blah, blah, blah. And that is true. If you did have all day, it would be so much easier to be a lot fitter. But you got to just do the absolute best you can with what you have. Because at the end of the day, the, the excuses are just for yourself, to make yourself feel better or get your coach with your back. It won't change the, the, the science. It won't change the facts. So if you're happy where you are, that's fine. And honestly, there is. There's, there's seasons to life, right? This balance where, you know, even, even Mr. Retrain talking about how he might be retiring from competing soon because he wants to take his kids to Saturday sports. Like there are seasons in your life where it's not important to be that fit or have a low body fat percentage. But it's still important to, as we talk about, today to be an example for your kids to be fit enough to go and play those sports with your kids and just and do enough to when you're 60 you're still in a good way don't make it that when you're in your 50s you happen to start to dig out of a hole that you that you made for yourself through your 30s and 40s that's gonna that's gonna have you real stitched up by the time you're 60 you know prevention is much easier than a cure that's 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 a well-known um a uh, well-known cliche for a reason because it's true prevention is so much easier than, than a cure and so it's impossible to say who has it the hardest like you you can't when you're looking at, at a cross-section of athletes in the gym and the different fitness you can't say who had the easiest time because they could train all day or who had the hardest time because they had seven kids you all you know is that the the facts don't care about that and you you have the body you have or the energy level you have or the injuries you have based on what you've done so you've got to just keep that in mind But I'm not saying this is like, this is the speech that means that no one has an excuse anymore. Of course, as I said, seasons of life, but you just got to keep in the back of your mind that just because it's hard doesn't change the reality that that's what you've got to do if you want what you want. So, and, and, you know, maybe you've got to find a different way you're going to attack it a little bit differently. You go buy a $80, you know, 80 bucks, you can buy a, a decently weighted dumbbell from, from any equipment supplier and you could do like, some seriously creative and awesome workouts with a single dumbbell on every other day. You can't make it to your box. Do you know what I mean? You might make your box two or three times a week. It's awesome. You catch up with your friends, you know, the social aspect, the emotional health, the mental health. And then every other day, you just do like a, like a 10 or 15 minute, literally 10 minute workout with your dumbbell and some burpees and a jump rope. And at least you're getting the fitness in. And it might, it might seem like not much now because, you know, who's going to the CrossFit Games with 10 minutes of dumbbell a day. But as I said, when you're 60, you'll realize all those 10 minutes added up and it was a lot better than not doing it.
0: Well, I do like the idea of being able to maybe stare into the mirror and just explain all the reasons why I couldn't get to the gym and why (laughs) I couldn't do stuff. And then your body's just like, oh, yeah, I get that. I just watch this like metamorphosis as it transforms. And it's like, oh, sorry, we didn't understand. That's right. But um, yeah, I guess that's I guess it's interesting. though.
2: So just going back to the hard work pays off from last week. So hard work. What is it? I can't remember what you said, Royce, about not hard work, not paying uh, off.
1: The saying should be, not working hard never pays off.
2: That's it, absolutely. But the, the uh, for me, the hardest part or is when the, the beginning is the hardest bit. So that's the hard, essentially, that's the hard work. When I weigh, so I, I currently weigh like 150 in kilos, 150 kilos, right? So I weigh 150 kilos, which is morbidly obese. Okay. In, in, on the scale of whatever the scale is, but the the hardest bit for me is the first burpee because that's the hardest one, because that's the one that I do when I weigh 150 kilos, right? So the hundredth burpee might be when I weigh 140 kilos and that starts to become easier. So the hard work is essentially done and it, it just then becomes easier over time because the, you know, I, I start to change shape and, you know, people, people notice. Um, yeah. and then I think you know talking of like rich taking time off
0: now not competing anymore wants to you know take the kids to to do sport and stuff you know you've got that super base of fitness mm. now to a maintenance level for him is like going to be vastly superior to the majority of people that are training very hard to get fit and it's the same thing right once you get to a level of fitness you need to keep maintaining it but that's easier to do than trying to get there in the first place right so it, it, it's easier to maintain and also because you know just as you said like the burpees are easier because you're lighter and you're fitter and so it's you know you, you can you can knock out more in 10 minutes than you can when you're you're heavier and things like that so i think right. but all and of this you do more you know, can minutes,
1: be you get even you get even fitter from that so it's it's just, it's exponential it, it works both ways mm. and like you know to, to use um like what you guys were saying earlier about you know people being in lockdown and worried about losing their pull-up you know, it might take someone three or four years to get a pull-up, you go into lockdown for, I don't, it was pretty crazy for you guys, what, like 13 months or something in, in the mm. UK? And that you, you come out of that, you probably can't do a pull-up, but I guarantee it won't take three years to get that pull-up back. It might take three months, if that, maybe three weeks, you know? That's, that's exactly, exactly the point. Like, it's so much easier to come back from a, from a good spot than to start from the bottom. But, if you are, but also, if you're at the bottom, you've got to start because otherwise you'll be there forever like just because it's where you are doesn't mean we have to stay
0: uh, and all of this goes back to you know the initial bit of our discussion obviously start them young it's going to be a lot easier so if we start as kids or if we can set a good example for our kids they won't be having this discussion down the line because they'll be fine they're all okay it's been an absolute pleasure having you join us uh, this week royce we really appreciate that and i love the professionalism of the n- number of times you were able to reference last week um, so that is uh, an experienced podcaster right there. <laughs> it's Almost as if we didn't record this all on the same day. Uh, thank you again for joining us, Sam. Sorry, again, that Tom wasn't able to be with us mm. this week. I know he would have loved to weigh in on both of the, the topics we had the last two weeks. He will be back next week, of course. And you can see what he's been up to uh, at Chalking Fitness as well. Uh, you can follow Sam at uh, at the La Roche original, almost messed it up, but saved it. Royce at Royce Boy. Uh, I'm at Jason CF Media. You can join us uh, over at Patreon, uh, plate stack chat. Uh, might as well give another shout out. We always like to do that at the end. I would shout out this week then, uh, as we've been talking about young people that are incredibly good at fitness, Chiara Silva, who is, went to the games this year. Uh, great teen athlete, Unfortunately, had an injury after coming back. So he wasn't able to go to the British Teen Championships. She was supposed to be at the battle cancer event and have to isolate because of oh. COVID. So missed that as well. Having a pretty tough time, but still uh, super positive about her training. And that's a really good example of, you know, starting young and the incredible things you can do when you get older. So I've, why um, give Kiara I've got a shout, shout out
2: too as well, actually today. Um, I'm shouting out to Mrs B underscore fitness and nutrition, who is my friend, Celine. Um, she's been on an epic weight loss journey. She's not, she doesn't do CrossFit. Um, she's, I think she's intimidated by CrossFit. I invited her to come and she's a savage. So she would absolutely be able to crush everything about it. Um, but she, yeah, I don't know. She, she's just not for her. Um, but you, if you check her Instagram, you'll see her working out and her kids in the background, and just it's it's just amazing the transformation she's been on um, is is incredible and very inspirational. So yeah, shout out to my buddy Celine.
0: Yeah, and of course to the the the, the true heroes of the Dunn House, that is uh, Royce's wife and yeah. kids. <laughs> made um, this possible. Yes, on, absolutely.
1: And I'll give a quick shout out, actually to just to. The CrossFit Kids program itself. One thing that um it, it did come up and kind of kind of related to this. We, we I missed the um the actual point there earlier, talking about um you know, influencing your kids with the behavior and, and community and the social aspect. You know, one of the earliest articles I read from CrossFit.com about five or six years ago about CrossFit Kids and using it as a, as a, as the PE class in a school. Was that you have this like entire population of kids, and, and almost always just the majority, who aren't naturally athletic or sporty, who grow up in a system, you know, in schools where they kind of play sports for fitness. So, you know, you play basketball for three months, you play netball for three months, whatever. Um, and they they grow up if they're not athletic naturally, they just believe that sports aren't for them because they're not picked first, not on the cool team, they feel a bit self-conscious, and so they don't exercise or or, or be healthy, quote unquote, because they just think they're not. Uh, a quote sporty person so bringing in the idea to kids early that hey exercise can be just going for a run like any movement is exercise is really powerful because a lot of kids and, and then therefore adults just believe that if you're not sporty you're not active and that's really not the, not the truth at all it's kind of the opposite of the truth um and so just in general having like an outlet like crossfit kids or, or just you know watching your parents train anything like that where they understand that hey, just moving the human body and its natural um, movement patterns is exercise and will keep you healthy is really profound because otherwise they think that if you're not good, you know, if you're not good at free-throwing and playing basketball, you can't be active. And that's just not true. So that's really important for kids to understand that it's not, you don't have to be good at a sport to be active and healthy and quote-unquote athletic. You can go and just do some burpees, do some thrusters, like get fit and hold your body.
0: (laughs) yeah so probably the most profound thing we've said on the whole podcast i'm glad we've left it at the very end so only those that are really dedicated and listen mm-hmm. all the way through will benefit exactly. from that but um well done all of you that stuck around this long thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you all next Ciao. Week. Bye.